Crusaders and welcome to another edition of Batman, the animated series podcast. I'm your host, Alex Robson, and with me, as always, is my co-host, my brother, comic book artist and writer, and the guy who once went to the doctors because he was invisible, and then immediately was sent to the ICU. It's Mr. Will Robson. <laughs> wow. Did you just look up, like, hmm, basic invisible man jokes? No. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely did. I didn't know how to connect this week's episode, and I was like, "It's." I was like, mm, "That's too dad joke and clever for Wig to just like knock out on his own like that." <laughs> yeah, I was going to do like, and the guy who thinks his penis is invisible because he hasn't seen it in ten years. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's it's covered in poisonous material as well. My lower belly. <laughs> uh yeah anyway how you doing bud <laughs> how are you and your invisible penis <laughs> i wouldn't know <laughs> i can see you asking how you doing down there you all right i'm fine <laughs> it's a bit crowded i'm fine big willy this is little willy reporting in over the roof's caved in <laughs> roger that little willy this is big willy <laughs> Coming in for a cheeky afternoon wank, Little Willie. <laughs> All right, Little Willie standing by. <laughs> Big Willie standing by. <laughs> oh, that's a long process to start it. All right. Um, Mission accomplished. Ooh. <laughs> well, besides enjoying conversations with your Willie, how's the art life going for you? The art life. Uh, you know what? It hasn't been too bad. I've been drawing my book for IDW, which I cannot tell you the title of. I can't tell you what genre it is. I can't tell you who the characters are. I can't tell you nothing. All I can tell you is that I'm drawing and writing a creator-owned comic with IDW, which is pretty damn cool because I worked yeah. super hard to get them. Uh, so yeah, I've just been drawing that and it's tough because I can't really share too much on social media because I can't, like, I'm drawing a lot of spoilerific stuff currently. But uh, I've been enjoying that. And then the other thing is, is I got a test print in the mail for my book, Outbreaks, which is really awesome. Yeah, you showed me and said, uh, well, you shared those pictures with me. And I was like, oh, yeah, let's do this. And then what happened? Many complications happen. It's just, just you know, it's just typical. Like, I was thinking like, I, I so I first of all, this was like an overnight delivery. I paid, you know, extra money for it to come because, you know, I'm like, oh, I got to approve this so I can send it out to my backers. And I missed the freaking delivery window because they said like, we're delivering at 1240. They didn't. And then I had to call them up and it was like a big thing. And and then anyway, so it was delayed one day for delivery. So I had to wait even longer for it. And then it finally arrived. And then my wife was out and she's like, oh, wait for me to get home. And she started taking like 15 to 20 minutes. I had to call. I'm like, I've been waiting for this moment for so long. Just staring at the box on the other side of the room. <laughs> Do you know how much I sacrificed? <laughs> and she's like, fine, just open it. And so I was like, oh, here we go. This is the moment. Sitting in front of me is my printed comic book. It's my first ever self-published printed comic book. This is a huge moment. And I picked it up. The print, it looks amazing. The cover looks awesome. I'm super happy. And I opened that bad boy up. And it's the wrong fucking page on page one. I was like, what? And I started flipping through the book and every page is just in random fucking order. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And you know what was like uh, a slap in the face uh, was two things. The final page in the book is page one. So like the book starts 
on the final page, which makes no sense. And then there's a double page spread, but the the image is on the wrong side. So it's like the image, but you know, like Place. Picasso. Yeah. Amazing. So that was a bit disappointing. And then I, I made trading cards and the front of them look cool. If you looked on my social media, I did a little video where I showed off the shiny trading cards. But the problem is the back of them is not centered. And then I have some other stuff where it's it's all wrong. So I've got to go back to the printers and deal with it. So I'm not looking forward to that. So it was kind of like a catch-22 moment because it was like, oh, man, look at this stuff. It's in print. Like, finally, I've accomplished so much. Oh, it's all wrong. And and and, and it's, 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 it's bad. Back to formula. <laughs> I did feel that. I, guys, making comics is such fucking hard work. It's already hard work to write and draw a comic. That takes up all your life regardless. But the production side of things, like contacting printers getting test prints done getting files prepared uh to read on the internet getting files prepared to read in print getting uh files ready for comiXology amazon global comics like and dealing with all the backers and stuff and, and we have to post everything and make sure the weight's all right i hope i budgeted everything correctly otherwise i'm gonna go over budget oh my god it's just it's crazy crazy work you're but your own publisher in this situation though that's the thing it's I am. like who uh who's in charge of writing this thing well will robson who's in charge of drawing it will robson who's in charge of littering will robson okay surely who's in charge of printing Will Robson, who's in charge of editing? Well, it's like, all right, I give up now. I'm done. Alex Robson on one story. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Your editing credit is me sending you fully done pages where you haven't read the story at all. And you're like, this is cool. Looks good. Yeah. Imagine if you sent me that final book and I was like, book looks great, bud. Well done. You're like, you didn't even open it, did you? No, I, yeah. I totally did. Oh, yeah? Well, go open it then. Tell me what page one is. And I'd be like, oh, fuck. Busted. I'm going to purposely send you the mismatch jingle jangle version of the book then. <laughs> so, yeah, it, that's just one of those things. So I've got to send it back to the printers and I've got to make sure it's all done. They'll have to send more test prints over. And then once the, that's approved, I can finally do a massive bulk order and get it sent to me. And then I got the scary thing of weighing everything out and posting it around the world. And I hope I have enough money for that. So we'll see. All right, so today we are reviewing the episode See No Evil. But first, we're going to go into our casting call where we cast someone in our live-action Batman the Animated Series universe. Here's that jingle. Who will they cast in this part? All right, buddy. So the Invisible Man, or Lloyd Ventris, or Ventrix. They say Ventris sometimes in this episode, but it's spelt with an X at the end. He's a random character made for the show. Yeah, it's just a you know, it's just a knockoff of the old Invisible Man stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Um, well, I'll get into some of some cool facts when we go into the episode review. But yeah, he's still. I think he's still worthy of casting. And I've got a choice that I think is pretty good. So my choice is an actor. He was King Henry the Eighth in the show The Tudors. He was also in Vikings and in an action movie called From Paris with Love with John Travolta, it's Jonathan Reese Myers, who I think has the exact same face as this guy, Lloyd Ventrix. I've also seen him as King Henry VIII. I've seen him in Vikings, especially because I like that show. And he's got this weird, sinister, like, craze about him, especially the way he looks. Like, when, when Lloyd looks at his daughter and he's got those, like, black lines, it's almost like eyeshadow under his eyes. Um, mm -hmm. The way Jonathan Reese myers looks i think has that exact 
image and look and feel. So that's my choice. You Googling okay. Jonathan Reese Myers right now? Yeah, yeah, I know who he is. I just had to to see an image okay. to uh, confirm it. Well, I went with somebody who I think looks even more like the character from The Invisible Man. Okay, okay. Um, this is somebody who I've seen play uh, an unhinged person, uh, a really good villain, uh, someone who I think is slightly under the radar, uh, but they played a character in one of my favorite recent television shows. Uh, your guy's 45, which I think is a slightly bit old. My guy's 36, which I think fits the bill a little bit better. Oh, I don't know. He's, he's got, got a young like, kid. Yeah. And and you look at his, his wife, she looks very young as well. So I think a 45-year-old is a little bit out of it. Because originally I was going to choose someone like Zachary Quinto, but he was just too old for the role. Mm. Um, so my choice, someone who has... Oh, Zachary big... Quinto would have been so good. Yeah, but he's, he's too old. Yeah. So my choice instead is Darren Everett chris or crss i don't know how you say his last name he is in the show the assassination of giovanni or gianni versace oh and he's the guy that kills versace spoiler alert um i just think that he just looks exactly like the animation uh and you can put the little dots and say look at this picture here yeah and you know what this role is such a like one time done that like yeah. if this episode was ever live action in modern day which again listeners that don't know that's what we're doing here it's like if this episode was made today shot for shot but actors instead of voice actors and it's live action who would you pick and he's perfect because he could just come in and do that one role and then be gone and that's the type of stuff that he does and yeah you're right him in the assassination of versace was just yeah, that's perfect. Because he you slowly see him go mad, and he's sinister and he's creepy. Such a good show. Yeah. All right. Well, the you, balls you got it. on that show that it just goes back in time with each episode, like such a ballsy move. Yeah. Like it, that show, I really need to rewatch it. It's, it's a good, good stuff. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, I like the sound of that. I think you'll do a great job as the Invisible Man. And speaking of the Invisible Man, shall we review this episode? Incredible how you can see right through me. <laughs> Roger Taylor! <laughs> the bass is from Queen. I don't know his name. <laughs> Brian May, Brian May. Right. This episode is titled See No Evil, came out on February 24th, 1993, directed by Dan Reba, friend and guest of the show. Yeah. Written, written by Martin. Reba, I hardly know her. <laughs> written by Martin Pascal, animation by Spectrum. Featuring Kevin Conroy as Batman and Bruce Wayne, Richard Erdman as Elliot, Danny Goldman as Sam Goodell, Michael Gross as Lloyd Ventrix, Ken Howard as Hartness, Elizabeth Moss as Kimmy, Chuck Olsen as Security Guard, Brock Peters as Lucius Fox, and Gene Smart as Helen Ventrix. I see your face Did there. Did you say Elizabeth Moss? Uh, so I start with this honorable mention right off the bat then, buddy? You ready for this? Yeah. Elizabeth Moss, who plays Kimmy the young girl in this episode, is also 
June Osborne in The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Elizabeth Moffat. Moses. Well, for the listeners who don't know, Peggy Olsen in Mad Men and Cecilia Cass in the Invisible Man movie. So, oh shit! Yeah, she is. <laughs> so she was in an Invisible Man episode of Batman before she did that movie. That's really fucking cool. Isn't that cool how that came around? And I I have lots of cool facts uh, from my utility belt because I actually reached out to Dan Reber, director of this episode, and he gave me loads of cool things to talk about in the fun facts. But to continue with honorable mentions, besides Elizabeth Moss, we've got Richard Erdman, who plays Elliot, is also Leonard in Community and the pirate in the movie The Page Master. Do you remember The Page Master? I included that. I, I completely forgot about that movie. And the moment I saw this fact, I was like, I want to own that movie because I love that. Me too. Good. And it's not available on any platform to buy digitally. Really? Is it is it locked up in some sort of... I don't know. Uh, maybe. Studio political stuff. It's the same with like, I, I want to own uh, Day of the Dead, the George A. Romero film. It's my favorite zombie movie of all time. It's just not available anywhere. Right. That's a bummer. Um, yeah, so Richard Urban, who was the pirate in the movie The Page Master, he passed away in 2019 at the age of 93. So quite a ripe oh. old age and not that long ago. Next up, we've got Danny Goldman, who plays Sam. He's also the medical student in Young Frankenstein, Captain Merhart in MASH, and Brainy Smurf in The Smurfs. He passed right. away in 2020 at the age of 80. So again, not that long ago. Not COVID related, was it? Oh, I'm not sure. It didn't say. But um, he's the one that he's the assistant that a Batman originally suspects. And moment I heard his voice, I was like, where do I know that voice from? Because he's like telling Batman, like how the the invisibility uh, plastic yeah. works. And I was like, he sounds kind of like nerdy. And I thought it was Mandark from Dexter at first. But I was like, no, he's not. And then and then I saw Brainy Smurf and I'm like, of course, that's such a Brainy Smurf. Like, I'm kind of a know it all and I'm a Brainy Smurf. And he just kind of has this like little too smart for his own good voice that scene was funny to me because he uh was like batman's like tell me how this works and he's like okay well you see this plastic here you see the little fibers and batman leans in he's like "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah i see it (laughs) and and then he like he explains the whole thing and how it works how it reflects light and stuff and then he goes on to be like oh but by the way it's like toxic so we get rid of it and then batman goes uh yeah i know i read the report (laughs) on it and the guy's like all right, guy. Like, yeah. you just asked me to explain how this whole thing works. So you know already. He's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> or he really didn't know, but he didn't want him to know that he didn't know because Batman's yeah. always going to be the smartest guy in the room, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's just like, how does it work? And then when he explains it, he's like, yeah, I already knew that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Alfred gave it to him, like, here you go, sir. This is the report on, on the Invisible Man and how it all operates. Oh, Alfred, that sounds so fucking boring. <laughs> Can you like? Can you like give me the cliff notes? He's like, and he's like, no, you must read it all if you want to catch this villain, Master Bruce. All right, fine. He's like up in bed reading it. And he's like, plastic in the, oh, yeah. And uh, he falls asleep, and he wakes up, and he just only gets the last bit where he's like, oh, and it's extremely toxic. Okay, I, I gotta go, oh, Alfred. Uh, I'm late to catching this guy. We've also got Michael Grace, who plays Lloyd Ventrix, who's the Invisible Man. He's Stephen Keaton in Family Ties. He's the dad in Family Ties, if anybody knows that show. He's Burt Gummer in all of the Tremors movies. So I've never watched those movies, but I know they have a big old following. Yeah. And he also voices Warren McGuinness, who's Terry's dad in Batman Beyond. Um, And he's got bit parts in Curb and Parks and Rec, like one-off episodes. 
Casey and Cub. I knew you were gonna say that. I don't know. He's just some some guy. It was like Eric. I don't. You know, like it was just like some random one-off episode. Well, who's in Parks and Rec? Again, same thing. That's why I say one-off now, episodes. What kind of podcast host <laughs> are you? He's just bit you gonna drop me a plum of two shows I very much enjoy and not know who he played in them. Is he the Doctor when when Larry's like running to the? Um, and he's and he's trying to get the appointment, and it's first come first serve. So that lady's like running past him in the hallway, I have and the no guy's idea. like, "I'm really busy, Larry. Let me just check this." And he's like, "Don't pull up my sleeve," and his sleeve gets loose. Oh man! Would you like me to find out what he's? He yes. is your. He is Doctor Rivkin. You're right. He's a doctor. I think he's the doc. I think he's the doctor that's like, Larry. I don't have time for this, and he pulls his sleeve up, and it ruins like his jumper. It's the doctor in the smiley face episode. Smiley face. What's what season? Larry vows to topple a sacred dating taboo and regrets making concessions to his new office neighbor. It's season eight, episode no, four. No, it's not, not not the person I'm thinking of. Okay, and do you want to know Parks and Rec as well? Yes. He is in the episode Summer Catalog, preparing the summer events catalog. Leslie decides to take Ron and the past director of the Parks Department. He's one of the old runs oh yeah these uh the, they get like high in the woods and yes. stuff like that yes yep. so that's the invisible man there we go <laughs> we cool. got there. and also terry's dad in batman beyond yeah, it took you long enough shut up next up is ken howard who plays hartness he's also don jeffries in michael clayton arthur mash in rambo and thomas jefferson in the movie 1776 he passed away in 2016 at the age of 71 then we have brock peters who plays lucius fox he's also admiral cartwright in star trek tom robinson in a to kill a mockingbird and dark cat in swat cats which is one of my favorite little guilty pleasure cartoons as a kid he passed away in 2005 at the age of 78 and finally we have gene smart who plays helen ventrix uh kimmy's mum. she's also martha logan on the show 24 deborah vance in hacks which is a show that me and my girlfriend love and floyd gerhardt in fargo season two you know the leader of the gerhards she's the mum. Yeah. That's the voice. Oh, interesting. Yeah, she's the mum in this episode. All right, fun facts out of my utility belt. We'll start off with some Dan Reba facts. I reached out to Dan Reba and asked him, I thought your first episode was um, the magician episode. What's her name? Uh, Zatanna. 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 Uh, And he's like, Zatanna? I hardly know her. (laughs) He said it was... Uh, the reason that we're watching this now, I'm so last episode I said, um, oh, they made this episode and it was really out of place for the show, so they like aired it way down the line. That's actually not true at all. I found out through chat with Dan Reba. What happened was is this was actually the last episode produced for this season. However, the production order was out of order because one of the episodes was discarded and the script was replaced with this episode they had to have an episode in its place mm-hmm. the original episode apparently is uh, he said the script that it replaced was sent to japan originally and hit a snag in production there as time passed it was clear that no work was done on it so when it was decided to switch production we decided to just start over here the original script was about a rich woman's stage kidnapping or something like that. Honestly, I don't remember. I did a bit more research and I found the original episode's production number was assigned to an episode titled The Count and the Countess. So obviously it was like some sort of kidnapping with a count and countess story. It was never made in Japan. 
Bruce Tim sent it out there and he checked in on them a little while later. And the overseas studio took months to produce even a character design and only had a partial storyboard. Um, so they just took the episode back and they're like, how unprofessional. Yeah. So they said, let's start from scratch. So this episode was made way further down the line, but in production Mm -hmm. order, it's here where we are now in watching in production order because it had to take production order numbers place. And that was the episode. I I thought the animation was great. And I think it's because they had gone on long enough Mm. that they really had found their, because this episode was the last one produced, but in production order, it's it's switched around, as I said. So, yeah, it's the same animation studio as on Leather Wings, and it shows. Okay. Pretty, pretty, I mean, like, they over-animate her in the beginning, uh, Elizabeth Moss getting the locket over her neck, like, her hair is just yeah. like, ah. Oh. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think Batman looks really good in this episode he did. as well. He really did, yeah. I, I liked his great. horns. They had the, the shark fin horns. That's the way I draw him with the shark yes. fins. Kind of more in the middle of his head rather than in the back, which this show eventually really leans into. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, especially, you know, we don't do that segment like that's so Batman anymore. But uh, you know it's that last shot when he's standing on the roof. Well, I do. I, every episode I say love that Batman. I know you don't listen to the right. show, but I still do that segment. Uh, yes, th- I had a lot of shots where I was like, what's my love? That Batman moment. Love that Batman! So the first one was when he uh, like swings into that alleyway with the concrete and yeah. it zooms in on his bat. And then there's a bat signal shadow on the ground. I was like, that's pretty cool. That's my moment. And then later on, he's just spying on that guy through like the open window uh, in the or the ceiling window. And I was like, he looks really cool there. And then he's in shadow at the drive-in movie theater and he like jumps down. Yeah. He looks great in this yeah. episode. But it is the final ep- the final scene. You're right. That's the I I love that Batman. He's just in silhouette yeah. and he looks so cool. It's the the way we all drew Batman as kids just like we just like drew the horns and the eyes and then just scribbled in black. Yeah, I totally agree. So, um I asked Dan a few other questions. Uh I asked him if he enjoyed making this, if it was a struggle because he had directed quite a few episodes at this point, but this one is the one that he's credited for in production order as first. And he said, I was totally into it. The Invisible Man stuff was cool to figure out. We added some visual gags that made it cool, and the effects were fun to break down and design. The Invisible Man character was loosely based on James Woods, he said. Oh, okay. Which I could kind of see. He's got that, like, you know on the cheeks, how you can have these, like, dimples almost. I think it's, like, uh, scars from, like... um, Acne scars. Acne scars, yeah. Which James Woods I thought had. he had those those dots on his face because his skin was reacting to the poisonous suit. No, that's just acne scars. Well, then that is just a wasted plot point because it never goes anywhere. The, Batman's always like, don't you know that suit's poisonous? He's like, I don't care. And I don't blame him for not caring because apparently it doesn't do shit to you. Well, no, and he has nothing to lose as well, really, at that point. But right? they never, like, every time they mention, like, the suit's poisonous, I'm like, okay, so then that's going to have a payoff. And, yeah. it, and it just never did. No, it's true. It and, doesn't, yeah. I uh, thought, you know, at one point he's going to stand over Batman like, I have you now, and then go, ah, oh, and the then suit, die. it's poisonous! <laughs> Why did you tell me? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was going to affect me this quickly! <laughs> he finished with saying, Dan Reba finished with saying, there was tricky stuff to deal with on a network show. We didn't want it to seem like the girl was ever being abused or anything, but it was a custody situation. But he was still a threat, and we wanted to make that known. And I, I think that's true. I think they do a really good job where it's like, she's not in danger physically in that sense it's more just like 
there's this obsessive, you know, ex-con, ex-husband maniac. Opening scene is a horror movie scene. Yeah. So, all right, let's let's talk about this episode. What did you think of this episode? It was okay. I really liked this episode, and I I I realized before sitting down to record, I liked it because it's it's usually not on my like rewatch, right? It's usually not on the list, so I haven't seen this episode in a very very long time. And <laughs> so you're doing the classic. I haven't seen it, so I love it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I've seen it once, and it's the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so yeah, I think for me, I will say that I enjoyed it more than I expected to, because mm-hmm. I didn't think it was going to be the this good and as far as especially the animation the animation was incredible um we've don't you think that it's a bit of an old like trope like the guy in the invisible suit gets paint chucked on him and like he walks through puddles and and cement like it's been done and this is from the 90s yeah 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 and it had already been done yeah i agree i think it was an easy layup for them it was something well again we found out this episode wasn't the original idea so they must have just been like what can we copy quickly but i i feel like the tone of this episode was really like great i felt like it was very like a good time like a rear window or a vertigo you know had some hitchcock feel to it i thought it had very adult themes that were handled well or it was like certainly hammer feeling because of Mm. the the invisible man that's for sure and uh, like it was a bit stephen king as well i i felt with like just the the whole vibe of it and and some of the stuff so Mm -hmm. i did enjoy the vibe and the animation more than i did the story I think it has that vibe because it, it, when you think of the episode, it's just a thriller. That's what this episode is. Yes, it is. It is total thriller. There's lots of interesting shots too, like close up of keys going to locks or like getting a sandwich or you're inside a bin when the mum's putting the rubbish in. You know, like they really mm. went different places with the camera, which I found interesting. Uh, what did you think of the music in this episode? Super. Like I was like, oh, I, this is an old like. 50s classic hollywood movie like that's what the music was yeah and it had that kind of like child's music box jingle as well too which i thought was good uh yeah another layer of horror to the whole episode so yeah it's i i i think it's way better than i remember but i don't think like oh my god this is like one of my new favorites i'm i don't think that but yeah it's better than i remember we actually uh get people in cars on the streets of gotham as well when lloyd was heading into the jewels i was like oh my god people actually live in gotham because usually the streets are empty in every sequence so i thought that was really cool and a wipe transition did you see that i've never seen that in this show like from when when was the wipe transition when he goes into the jewelers they wipe transition to him being in like with us his suitcase okay and i was like oh i've never seen that before in this show so did you notice the security guard trying to open the bathroom door and realizing yeah. it was locked? Guy uh, needed a shit, right? Yeah, his face is like, stupid, stupid. I should never have tacos for lunch. You've got IBS, Carl. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I know there's, there's watches and, 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 and jewelry floating, but I, I still, it never has the key for the bathroom. <laughs> I really need it. Maybe the key's floating around somewhere. <laughs> I'm about to produce a floater, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it won't be the only thing floating in a minute. Ah. Oh, God. He's sweating so much. And then he goes back, but Bruce has changed into Batman, so it's locked again, and he's like, oh, no, I missed my chance. <laughs> and he's just sweating. Oh, he's probably cropped us in the entire room. Everyone can smell it. They're just dropping like flies. Seriously, is there a key <laughs> for the bathroom? <laughs> 
then he's pressed up against the wall and he's like twiddling his thumbs like holding in his shit and then batman bursts out and slams the door into him and i was like he definitely... i'm about to burst out myself batman <laughs> he definitely shit his pants uh, so we get our first look at the Invisible Man suit. What did you think of the look of the the suit in this show? I didn't think twice about it. It just uh, like it just looked like plastic wrap. Well, the guy said like, "Ah, we're mysteriously missing some of our plastic." Hmm. Well, the, the only person that worked here was an ex-con, and that <laughs> was like, "Oh, really?" Yeah. Right. He was ding, like, ding, ding. "That's my number one suspect." <laughs> then, and the guy's like, "Whoa! Just because he's an ex-con doesn't mean he's he's him." And he looks at him like. Oh, yeah, really? <laughs> I, I'm going to go see what this ex-con is doing. Yeah. He's really petty and sends the guy, like, a newspaper, like, ex-con, the con is the invisible man. And the guy's like, ah, oh, son of a bitch. I just didn't want to assume, Batman. I just didn't want to assume. I think that I like to believe that I live in a better world than I'm actually in. <laughs> Don't live in Gotham, then, bitch. <laughs> I thought the jewelry scene was uh, fun where he was stealing it. It was just kind of disappearing into nothing. Uh, I liked the way they yeah, animated Yeah, but gave that. away his game immediately, right? I know. He wasn't. And Bruce was even like, what am I looking at? And then he was like, I yeah. got to go be Batman <laughs> to deal with this. He's like, a floating watch. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. What does he say? He's like, um, oh, he says something so like rich, upper class white guy. He's like what the golly or something it's like something like yeah. adam west would someone, say some of the background's like holy smokes <laughs> it's just like holy fucking shit <laughs> we got ghosts in gotham get the fuck out uh we get that great scene as well where a construction worker is just enjoying his sandwich and suddenly batman just appears in front of him and starts yelling at no one like yeah oh. did you see the guy i as a fat guy i looked closely at his sandwich <laughs> I was like, what are we what are we working with here? And you it looks it. That's why you were yeah. late to recording today. Pause You're like, it. I looked at that sandwich for ten minutes. Me and my wife just get up close to the TV. Alright. <laughs> then rub our hands together. Let's see what we're working with here. And <laughs> Guys, you look, your face is pressed against the screen practically. I see a tomato. Yeah, I got a tomato. No, uh, he had no vegetables in his sandwich at all. It was it looked like salami and then like two or three different types of cheeses. Unless yes. it was supposed to be like sliced chicken. But I, I think the dude just had like, yeah, I'm gonna make a sandwich. What do I got in the fridge? Yeah. <laughs> I got salami and I got three different types of cheeses. <laughs> I, yeah, wish, that'll, that'll I wish my wife didn't leave me. <laughs> she made the best sandwiches. Yeah, I just make shit sandwiches though. Oh, that was yeah, it was funny. Uh, what do you think of the wet cement fight, which I thought sounded like a WWE pay per view event name or something like that? <laughs> uh, I thought it was the best scene of the. Actually, no, the opening scene I liked because it was creepy, but I thought it was it was a good scene, but it, it did have all the tropes in it. I guess the one thing is, like, he chucked pain in them and then he he clicked it away, so he was like, ah, not that old trick, buddy. That's true, yeah, he did, yeah, he did kind of um, change it up there and not be too predictable. Um, Alfred is not going to be happy when Bruce comes home covered in dry cement. He's yeah. not going to be pleased. <laughs> you don't want to see the Batmobile. <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> I fought an invisible man, Alfred. <laughs> and you got into wet cement? How? <laughs> I thought he was standing in the cement and I jumped at him and I fell in. Did you see the signs that said don't go in the cement? I was busy fighting the superstitious cowardly lot <laughs> that make up Gotham City, okay? Next time, Bruce, I'm coming with you, sir, and I'm going to oversee it so that when you're about to jump at an invisible man, I can say, watch out for the wet cement, sir! <laughs> 
And it's a good thing your suit is grey and the cement as well, because they mix quite uh, well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the echo sequence made no sense, though. They're in an alleyway, not a cave. He's like, you wouldn't know that I'm right yeah. next to you, Batman, man, man. And I'm like, I thought you were outside. He's like, the tall <laughs> the tall ceilings. And I'm like, there's no ceilings it's, here, buddy. It's an alleyway. I think you have a residual effect from my poisonous suit that will never play out. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if the guy is so poisoned by the suit, he's not even visible. He's just like standing there. And he's like, you can't see me, Batman. And he's like, yes, I can. You idiot. <laughs> you are fully naked guy. You're a naked guy wrapped in saran wrap. Your dick just looks like leftover hot dogs from the day prior. It's like someone just took... The hot dog off the grill, put it in a bun, just wrapped it tight in saran wrap. <laughs> Give me that hot dog. <laughs> Give me that. Um, not a very great way to demonstrate to your ex that she doesn't need the restraining order anymore by grabbing her by the wrist and like hounding by her. By restraining her? Yes, yeah, exactly. I was like, <laughs> you don't Dude. need that anymore. I'll restrain you myself. <laughs> I was like, stop. And I, again, very adult themes for a cartoon. I was like, wow, I'm surprised they went there. Did you notice the Einstein lookalike at Wayne Tech? No. Oh, I knew you wouldn't. I took a picture. I'm so glad I, I kept it. There, as Bruce is like leaving the office with all his like scientist buddies and stuff, they like do a pan across the laboratory and you see Albert Einstein clear as day. Look at that dude. That's some Einstein. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Glasses, the hair, the mustache, like, and he's in a lab. Like, clearly they're play, paying some sort of tribute to Einstein there. Um, so this is our first time ever seeing Lucius Fox in this series. Technically, his first aired episode was Feet of Clay, part one. But as we're watching production order, this episode was first. So this is the first time we see him. What do you think of Lucius Fox in this show? I don't remember seeing him at all in this episode. Well, he's, he's with he's very briefly in that room of like scientists with Bruce. I think I was looking at I was looking at my casting choice during. Oh, that I see. Okay, so he's the one who's like. Well, yeah, we used to work on stuff, but then uh, we got rid of it and it went over here because the guy died and then it went to his assistant. Oh, I completely missed that scene because I was looking at my casting choice and I even caught myself like, oh shit, I'm not paying attention. Oh, and I see. That's okay. what I missed. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's how Batman ends up finding the lead, the assistant, Brainy Smurf, because that's when oh, okay. Fox Yeah, him. that's exactly when I was looking at. When they got to the scene when he was in the room, that's when I was like, oh, that's my choice. Okay, so I loved Batman sneaking around the lab when that assistant was working on something. Like, at one point, Batman just walks in front of frame and, like, in and out of frame as the guy's in the background and doesn't even know Batman's there. And I just, I love how Batman's not, like, running around, like, trying to be quiet. He's just casually walking, like, I'm so quiet. No one's going to know I'm here. <laughs> but he did know he was there because he like catches him and pushes him like under a whole bunch of bookshelves or something yes that's when i started paying attention when batman got hit by bookshelves oh, okay because there's a scene where he's like reading files and he's got like a like a torch in his mouth and i was like this is so like old school detective vibes i love this like the lighting on batman in this episode spectrum does a really good job with lighting batman in their they episodes do. So, yeah, you pointed out earlier there was a tension between Sam and Batman with a lot of, like, mm-hmmms. There's a lot of mm-hmms, is there? I read the report. Okay. <laughs> Did you, Batman? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, what type of plastic is it made of, hmm? <laughs> so once he, once he knows, how, once he knows how, it's work, how it works and everything, he, like, sneaks up on the mum as she's, like, taking out the garbage Dude, I was like, Batman, what the fuck are you doing? Like, 
she's already scared because her ex-husband has come back and he's just like I need to, I'm looking for your husband and she's like Jesus like where the fuck did you come from she's just taking out the trash and suddenly there's this six foot guy in a bat costume just like standing in front of her I do that to my wife by accident all the time it's because I'm quite I have quite a loud voice not on purpose just loud speaking so she'll be in the kitchen and I'll just come in I'll be like hello and she's like ah <laughs> peas fly everywhere <laughs> Batman also like puts his hands on her shoulders at one point and she like turns away very quickly like she jerks and I'm like dude earlier her ex-husband was like doing the same thing she clearly is like she's coming out of some sort of abusive relationship she doesn't want to be stalked or touched by random men like do your research Batman you know what I mean like what are you doing he's like I need to know where she where he is and he's like grabbing her shoulders I'm like ease up buddy the invisible man's wife is a woman <laughs> brilliant uh when batman picked up that annie doll he looks at it with like squinty eyes like it's almost like he didn't know what it was he's like "Mm, definitely a knockoff (laughs) or i was thinking like he takes a hold of the bat cage to study it and he says to alfred like a voodoo doll a bomb or some sort of creature from another dimension it's a a toy sir (laughs) alfred just comes across in the bat cave just like just a hidden collection of like children's dolls like Brewster the days he's like I've got a big meeting with uh, Wayne Enterprise Alfred I'll be back later and he's just like sitting like at the doll store like having tea with like tea time oh no having tea with them is so creepy and he's like what sir everyone has their hobbies mine is collecting old Victorian dolls (laughs) (laughs) Um, so Batman suddenly takes a gun out and Helen's like what's that and I was thinking the same thing like you see the tranquilizer but at first I was like what is that a gun and batman's like you know this is my piece this is my gat (laughs) i know yeah she was like what are you gonna do and i I said like i'm gonna smoke his ass (laughs) he's like i don't kill people but if you don't see the person is he really there you know like exactly (laughs) i'm just gonna spray and pray baby (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i was like he's straight up using the gun uh, it's a great scene when Lloyd reveals himself to Kimberly and like he's like, I'm your father. But it's slightly ruined with the fact that he's just a floating head telling her this. Like he's just a head. And he's like, I'm your dad, Kimberly. It's just mm. a, I was like, animation, weird. That animation, like, he gets like hit a couple times and he's still a floating head. Yeah. And then like Batman is just like, it's a very silly, like him on top of the car and everything. But I do like the joke of the homeless people being like, he can fly now. That was great. I really do like that as well. And it was fun seeing Batman like Superman kind of, do you think Batman's like, wee, <laughs> as he's like going through the streets? Like I must No, he's like chasing it. He's on an invisible car. I'm sure he's bricking it. I like that sequence. I thought that was cool. The invisible car sequence. Like, yeah, I like when he just like reaches his fist and he just starts punching him. Like, damn it, pull over. <laughs> um, and also, like that whole sequence first takes place at an abandoned drive-in movie theater, and there even was a showing of the Invisible Man, but like there was missing letters in the Invisible Man, which I thought was funny. But I thought that's just another failed and abandoned business in Gotham that a villain like will inevitably use as their hideout. Mm. But I was wondering, there were all these poles that looked like parking meters all around the drive-in. I was like, what are those? Did you see all of those? It was like a big open space in the drive-in. And there's all these like parking meter looking things. And I was like, what are those? So I looked it up. And back in the 50s, they were speakers and they were designated parking spots. And they were just like a speaker on a pole. 
because people could, didn't use well, the like radio drive wells. drive through yeah like a drive-in movie theater that's where they were in that se- sequence mm-hmm. so instead of using the radio waves which they didn't do back in like the i think it's even earlier than yeah the yeah, yeah you you connect a speaker into your car so you can listen to the movie yeah i didn't know that so that's what all those things yeah. were they were all like speakers on poles so i was like oh okay. no I, I know that oh well i didn't know that so th- i thought that was interesting I've never been to a drive-in movie before. Haven't you? Oh, I've been to I, loads. I have no interest. Oh, it's quite fun. But, I mean, I did a lot during COVID when you couldn't go anywhere else. So that was that was fun. So going back to the episode, I really liked the rooftop sequence. It was really well animated, like Batman saying, Peekaboo, when you can see him. I thought that was great, dude, when he got him in the rain. I really liked that delivery from Kevin Conroy. I thought that was so good. Do you like that? Ah, he's a bit cheesy. Like, like he... He has a couple of cheese lines of this. I forgot what he says when he's like, when the guy's talking to his daughter and he's like, not today, bitch, or whatever he says, like on top of the. the oh, pole. not in, not in this lifetime. That's what he said. Yeah, not in this lifetime, you dingus. Well, then. And then, and then at the end, he also, he's like, he says some sort of pun where it's like, oh, you're going to be serving time or whatever it is. Yeah. So Batman delivers the line. Get ready for your biggest disappearing adventure. Yeah. The one where no one sees you for 10 to 20. And the dude is unconscious, so no one can hear this. Ah, that was a good one. I wish I had not. <laughs> Alfred, do you get that? <laughs> I heard it. Very good, sir. <laughs> He's like, but do you understand the joke? Alfred's like not listening to you anymore. He's just like walking away. He's like, Alfred. Uh, what? <laughs> At the end, Kimmy is uh, talking to no one, and the mum is worried that Lloyd is back, so she comes into the room, and then Kimmy tells her it's Batman. So suddenly she's relieved, and she's like, oh, okay, and like closes the window. And then we see that great shot of Batman silhouette of the roof, and he walks away, and that is the end of the episode. Now, I have a big problem with this final scene for a few reasons. The whole thing starts with Invisible Man in this episode, right? Ended up being your ex-husband. She didn't see Batman, so she doesn't know it's him. It could have easily been her ex who came back and was like, no, I'm Batman, Kimmy. I'm invisible Mm. now. Like, I'm I'm wearing the suit. And she could be like, okay, Batman. I just think that she probably should have been a little more cautious about her daughter talking to imaginary friends, considering that her imaginary friend was actually a, a real person. Yeah. And the fact that she's like, yeah, sure, there's somebody out there. Like, lady... There is a man dressed as a bat above, like, standing on your roof right now. Sure there is, guy. <laughs> and what's Batman doing? Because he's spending part of his night on top of a fucking suburban rooftop talking with an eight-year-old. Checking in, checking in on her. Look, but, as a guy who was affected with childhood trauma, I think he's probably checking in to see how she is. I guess so, and that's a very good point. But, like, he did that in I've Got Batman in My Basement. He's just standing outside the house, remember? You see his leg, and yeah, I'm like... childhood trauma, baby! He's looking out for them. <laughs> I mean, as, as we've established in this show, that guy grows up to be a serial killer. <laughs> but, like, I was thinking, you know, what do they even talk about? He's like, so, uh, see any more invisible people? People, I wouldn't so know what, what I did. do kids like these days? It's 1992. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the second movie, pretty good, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I they, could, they couldn't use Bebop and Rocksteady, which was a shame, but I did like the the, the new editions. So. I, you know, I had Alfred DVR for me. It was pretty great. I mean, yeah. not Alfred. I'm not Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Bye! <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so our next episode that we're going to review is Beware of the Grey Ghost. Ah, that's in season one. That's in season one, buddy. That's our next episode. It's a episode. classic. Yep, so that is the next episode we're going to review, which I'm super excited for. 
in between our episode reviews no i can't pick up the beat on that one but in between our episode reviews we're going to have a special guest as we said we've had one of the main producers come on the show and that episode will be coming out next week so look forward to sharing that and then we'll go on to review beware of the gray ghost all right it's our first category of the day riddle me this william focus 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 but you'll still have to answer the riddle I can't believe it's luck. Oh, darn. Now there's a riddle for you. A lucky guess, that's all. Now, now, no sore losers. <laughs> this is a game I play with my brother where I ask him three questions on the episode we just watched to make sure he was paying attention. Feel free to play along at home or in your car or wherever you are. If you're having a wank, play along. <laughs> <laughs> Question one. What is Kimmy's nickname for the Invisible Man? Mojo. Yes. Mojo Jojo. I knew you. I I was going to say, I knew you remember it because of Mojo Jojo. Mojo is correct. Question two. What is needed to turn the plastic invisible? Electricity. That's right. Two for two. What's that from? A little bit of electricity. No idea. Probably some cartoon movie that you're going to be, like, thinking about for the rest. I know what's going to happen. This whole episode, you're going to be fucking distracted. Electricity. Oh, you're going to be distracted this whole episode. And then afterwards, like, two hours from now, you're going to be like, I found it. And I'm going to be like, I don't care. You ruined the episode by trying to fucking think about it. (laughs) I'm going to kill you. I think it was a terrible advert from, like, two or three years ago. Okay, there you go. Break me off a piece of that. (laughs) Electricity. (laughs) Nailed it. Question three. How many years will Lloyd get in prison, according to Batman? Ten to twenty. Well done. Correct. Three for three. Ding, ding, ding. You got it. I made them a little easier this time. Is that all right by you? Oh. You know. Oh, give me a hard one then. Uh, I don't know. I don't really have a hard one that I can think of at the top of my head. Um, Okay. What was the name of the supermarket that the wife went into when he was st- when the husband was stalking her? I noticed. Right, let's just keep things simple. <laughs> I noticed because I was like, "That's what you went with, guys." It was called Goth Mart. Goth like, Mart. Do you think like only goth people like shop there? Like everything's black and moldy, and we play sad music, and people aren't telling you to have a good day. Goth Mart. <laughs> Have a shitty day. (laughs) I hope you die. Bye. (laughs) Okay, it's our next game. Ace, the bat sound. (laughs) Have you heard the theme tune? Have you ever heard the theme tune? No. How's it going? It's, uh, I'll play it for you because I knew you hadn't because you always howl and I'm like, has he, this motherfucker? Do I always howl? Well, not always, but often enough you, you howl. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> okay, here we go. And I was like, he's must have. I obviously to... listen to the show, but obviously you love the show and you listen to every episode we ever do. Oh, a, a group of sparrows just flew past my window. <laughs> How lovely. I hate you so much sometimes when you do this shit. Okay. All right. I enjoy the birds in my garden. Okay. Oh, there it goes. So fast. Ace the bat sound. Ready? 
So, everybody, this is a game we play with you, the listener. Whilst my brother watches birds, you can listen and to these. Tell, me, tell us, write in and tell us what birds are in your gun. <laughs> I actually would be very interested in that. And, and force my brother to read it out, and I will sit here and I will love it. I mean, engagement's engagement, baby. <laughs> so each week we play a brief music clip from the show and you have to guess who the character is or the title of the episode that the music belongs to. The answer to each clip will be revealed in the following episode. So last week we had this music clip. If you still don't know it, here's a clue of a voice clip from that episode. I'm looking for Dr. Tompkins. She she said somebody was supposed to meet her. You? Where is she? Leslie went looking for you. I told her to be careful. Bad things happen to people in Crime Alley. I know. You said it was like a random episode, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, so the episode is titled Appointment in Crime Alley, which is an episode with Leslie Tompkins and a reoccurring, like, kind of... He's not a mobster. Um, I can't remember his name right now, but he's voiced by J. Jonah Jameson, the same guy. Um, Ed Asner? Ed Asner, yeah, he's yeah, he's a character in this that comes back a few times in this show, and I believe that's the first time he appears. Daggett, watching I think him. his name is. Yeah. Watching him currently in a rewatch of Cobra Kai. Oh yeah, he's that's right, he's the dad in that. That's yeah, right. Johnny Lawrence's dad. May he rest in peace, sadly no longer yeah. with us. He, yeah, a few years ago. Um, so Appointment in Crime Alley is the name of the episode. All right, here's the musical clip for next week's episode where you'll have to name the character that the music is for. I don't think you'll be able to guess it. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. You'll have until next week to guess the name of that character. Okay, it's our final category of the day. You've got mail. Oh, by the way, this came for you an hour ago by messenger. You've got mail. Thank you, Alfred. All right, this is a segment where I take in all of your emails, your comments, and all the social media platforms, the podcast platforms. I collect as many as I can, especially if you're giving us reviews. We'll read them out on the pod. So the first one is from listener Kaz Regan. Do you think that's kind of a Star Wars name? Are we going with, like, I feel ah, like Kaz Regan? So, 
Kaz Regan has the plans for the Death Star. Because the last episode we had Lugawa as the yeah. phrase. Ay, 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 go, 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 Lugawa! <laughs> so Kaz Regan uh, on Spotify. I just, Kaz Regan, that really does sound more Star Wars now I'm saying it. Like, mm. um, you know, you have to go to Tatooine and meet Kaz Regan and he will mm. show you where the hidden lightsaber blade is. I can. I wish I, my name sounded fucking Star Wars. Star Wars, yeah. Will Robson is so boring. And all I get is <laughs> danger, danger, Will Robson. <laughs> and you know what pisses me off, bud? Our last name is so simple, yet it's the hardest thing to pronounce in the fucking world. Why? And Why do people say Robson? Why? I Why? don't know. Or Robinson, or all this stuff. Yeah. And my wife, obviously, you know, we've been married now for four years but she has been feeling the effects of it recently of like, oh, Mrs. Robeson and stuff. And she's like, it's Robeson. Yeah. It's so easy. R-O-B-S-O-N. S-O-N. It's, it's no words. No, no in in there. Yeah. It's so easy. Robson. Do you call it someone Johnson? No, you call him Johnson. <laughs> Fucking idiots. Thanks for that. So Kaz Regan, much cooler name than us. Kaz Regan on Spotify said, recently found this podcast and I'm loving it. Betas is and always will be my favorite Batman, but I too love Batman Forever as a guilty pleasure. So you must have listened to when I was talking about how much I love Batman Forever. So hell yeah, Kaz Regan, I'll uh, I'll always put Batman Forever on. It's a good watch. Next is H two H O three, which is I think just an element and not a Star Wars. My, uh, I am H two H O three. Human oh. cyborg relations. Oh my god, we're still going with this. Okay, on Spotify. Uh, H2HO3 has said, this podcast is such a blast. Oh my fucking God, I love it so much. Thank you so much for writing that in. Thank next. you for your response, H2HO3. <laughs> All right, next up we have, I'm not sure if this can be Star Wars, but uh, Alexander Matvajuk. Alexander Matvajuk. Well, Matvajuk, that sounds like it could be a planet in Star Wars. Yes. Uh, in order to get to Tatooine, you must cross over the moon of Matvajuk. <laughs> yes. Oh, be- no, a, or like a race or something. Like, ah, the Matvajuk will stand with the Gorgonites. Or whatever it is. <laughs> the Gorgonites. <laughs> he went small soldiers on me. Forget about the Gorgonites. <laughs> <laughs> wow, deep cuts there. Deep cuts. <laughs> yeah, Matvajuk is definitely like a planet. Like, go meet Kazrigan and bring H2HO3 with you to Matvajuk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is my ship, the Matravuk. It's the fastest <laughs> ship in the galaxy. Oh, it can fly it in two parsecs. Okay. On... This is all better than current Star Wars, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, it is. So Alexander Matvajuk has said on Spotify, this show is great. Made me start rewatching the show. Thanks so much. Thanks for writing in. Next one is not Star Wars, but it's fucking hilarious. This guy's name is Pinching His Pennies. <laughs> <Which is clearly, laughs> I'll be pinching my pennies for this one. So I was like, did he have that name already or did he make it for this podcast? And mm-hmm. he made it just to write this review. So I really appreciate you, whoever you are. On Apple Podcasts, five stars. He said, this is the only podcast I listen to. After seeing this series on TikTok, I decided to give it a look. I did not have any expectations for this since I don't like podcasts at all. But this is the one of the funniest things I've ever listened to in a long time now. I can't listen to it in public because I look like a madman laughing at myself on the bus. Ah, well, that's nice. I love when people talk it right in where they're like, I can't, sh- I listen to the supermarket and I look insane. Like when I'm tr- picking yeah. out fucking av- ripe avocados and squeezing them and laughing to myself. Yeah, it's good love stuff. I love, I love knowing people do that too. So whoever you are pinching his pennies, don't change that name and thank you for being uh, a listener of ours and the only podcast you listen to. That's awesome. 
And then finally, John Wilbrew through email. He said, hey, guys. Uh, first of all, John Wilbrew, your name is not Star Wars. So come on, man. That's Wilbrew. That. That, that could easily be uh, uh, some sort of species. The Wilbrew. I guess so. It sounds. It also sounds like some. Sort you of may know the way of the Jedi, but I know the way of the Wilbrew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe it's like um, Chewbacca. You know, Wookies and the Wilbrews. Yeah, Wookies. They live in Wilbrews in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> it also sounds like a brewery, like a trendy brewery. Yeah, that's my brewery. It's Wilbrew, baby. <laughs> Wilbrew said. Hey guys, long-time listener of the pod and love what you're doing. Got a lot of love and knowledge for BTAS, but some of the facts that you and your guests share are news to me and a real treat to listen to. Thank you for all that you do and for being the best damn podcast out there. Oh, best damn Batman podcast out there. So we don't get the best of all time, just the Batman. (laughs) (laughs) And then he finally said, question for you both. What do you think Alfred put in that soup besides chicken? Uh, love, love. I agree, love, and also so many Kisses. like herbs and spices. He just layered that in, and uh, maybe a bit of acid to burn heroin. <laughs> That's why he's like, "How is the chicken soup, sir? Fuck me up." <laughs> That's a good shit, bud. <laughs> just coming down from it now, bud. I got the hook up from Raish Al Ghul, baby. <laughs> he's been slinging that shit for millennia. <laughs> It is the purest of heroin, detective. <laughs> oh, I have a secret, detective. The Lazarus Pit is just a big batch of black tar heroin. That's why you go fucking insane when you go in it, and it makes you live forever. This is the Lazarus ship, my boy. <laughs> the only other person that knows is Keith Richards. <laughs> <laughs> he has his own personal pit. <laughs> it's amazing please green tar heroin we call it <laughs> you got any more because i'll let you go if you want to do more of that no I'm, I'm done <laughs> so if you enjoy this podcast please be sure to leave us a five-star review on whatever you're listening to us on right now as it helps us back grapple up the charts and attract both new listeners and guests and if you leave a review we will probably read it out on the pod at the end of each episode and please subscribe or follow us on your preferred podcast platform of choice if you have not yet already. Also, you can follow us on social media at Batman TAS Pod on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitch, everywhere but Twitter, which is Twitch. You know, we're not on Twitch. Yeah, Batman TS Pod's on Twitch. No, not Twitch. What's that new one? Threads. Threads. <laughs> oh, it's doing so good too. Uh, I'll do that again. No, leave it in. You've been fucked up and we all want to enjoy it. Nah, I'm... all right, fine. <laughs> uh, everywhere but Twitter, which is at Batman TAS Pod 1. And that's because why? Because we are the number one Batman the Animated Series podcast. You're goddamn right. And in the description of this episode, you'll find a tip jar where you can give us any amount of money you can afford to give if you so wish. We are not billionaire playboy philanthropists, so any amount you can afford to give us is not necessary, but always greatly appreciated. And finally, you can follow me everywhere at Chef Alex Robson, and you can follow Will on his socials to stay up to date what he's working on now and get a glimpse into the workday of a comic book artist and writer. Will, where can our listeners find you? You can find me anywhere at Robson Inc. And that's Robson I-N-K on all social media platforms. I'm starting to dive into the world of TikTok and I made funny videos of my dog today. If that's the type of thing you like. So check me out there. Go check him out. It's at uh, Robson Inc. or at Speech Comics on TikTok. 
yep speech comics is my company that i'm the editor-in-chief of and the the comics that i produce and if you would like to know more about the comics that i make you can go to speechcomics.com sign up for the newsletter where you can read the first five pages of issue one for free and issue one is available globally digitally on comicsology and global comics that's right and the uh, link to his website is in the description of this episode as always as well all right but it's all uh, yeah <laughs> thanks <laughs> all right but it's our last category of the day is what are you putting in your holes cobra kai yeah yeah yeah, yeah. going back on that cobra kai train well me and my wife we had ordered a takeout we hadn't had a takeout in like oh my god so long like two months because we've been on diets and shit anyway and we've been broke because fucking people don't like to pay their artists on time anyway um, <laughs> yeah, i'm not like <laughs> i'm not distracting you here with like I, it was like you were getting a- angry at yourself there for interrupting you like let me get to my point so we were like oh i think this new episode of always sunny out we'll watch that while we have uh takeout we got the takeout and it was sitting right in front of me you know hot steamy nice takeout haven't had it in two months and then suddenly there was no new episode of always sunny i was like oh, i fucked it up so I started panicking and I was like, ah, but I was like, just put like the office on. I'm like, no, I must, I must consume something that I feel like consuming currently. And I was like going through Netflix and everything. And she just saw Cobra Kai. She's like, just, you know what? You've been wanting me to watch it. Just put Cobra Kai. And I was like, okay, great. I put it on and goddamn the pilot of Cobra Kai, I think is probably one of the best pilots ever made because it's really funny. You, you know, the stakes, all the characters intertwine super well. And it got me into it. Yeah, and you don't need to know anything about if you've never seen the Cobra Kai. I mean, the Karate Kid movies. It's you don't need to to enjoy the show. Yeah, I agree. It was it was something that when I watched it, I was like, okay, this is fun. I'll give it episode two a go. And as you go on, there's a few episodes that dip in quality, but for the most part, yeah. you're just like, this is just a hype train. Like it's just building and building yeah. and building to like greater. Again, I hadn't even seen Karate Kid, but but they do such a good job of being like these two guys had a big showdown. And one mm-hmm. of them went on to be the hero because he was the hero of that, you know, of that movie, even though it was from the movie. But you know what I'm saying? He was always. I think yeah, what I love about the show is that they do history repeating it itself in a really, really good way. Yeah. If you compare it to the recent Star Wars movies, right? That was his, not just history repeating itself, which is what George Lucas likes to do. That was just carbon copying what you've done before and hope it's successful again, yeah. which is lazy. Yeah. Where you look at Cobra Kai and it's like this time around, of course, John Ralphio is going to be, uh, what's his name? Mr. Miyagi. Mm. But the fact that it's Johnny's son, who was kind of a bad guy at first, is now the karate kid in that aspect. And and then like just the way all the characters like fit all of these roles that have happened before. Like one thing I love is um, a few seasons down the line, there's a new kid that moves into town. His dad's like in the military or something. Oh like yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. And he gets bullied. And, and it's, if you watch it, it's the same setup as the movie, the karate kid, new kid moves into town. His dad's out of the picture. He gets bullied at school. Right. So you're like, that's the karate kid. Yeah. Joins a dojo. Gonna yep. learn. What he turns, but things happen to him where 
he turns into a villain. And it's yes. like, oh, this, this is why it's so good because you're repeating history, but you're changing how history like comes out and like all these events. You're and- reversing I- the roles. You're putting people, yeah, you're different character exactly. archetypes. Yeah, I love that. Exactly. Yeah, it's a damn good show, man. I'm, I'm like, I would definitely give it a rewatch again. When's the next season coming out? I think there's been so many It delays. says coming soon when you click on Does it. Does it? Okay, cool. Yeah. Because uh, there's actors, the actors have striked now too. Have you seen that? So like, yes. we are really not getting content for a while, which is fair. I'm not complaining, hey, but we're not a part of any association. So come listen to our podcast. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. Uh, what else are you put in your holes then besides Cobra Kai? Uh, I'm rewatching The Office. I mean, that's not really interesting to talk about. Rewatch that like multiple times a year. Um, I'm playing a lot of Jurassic Park Evolution Two. That's true. Uh, you are, and by a lot, I mean a lot. <laughs> like i got a problem a lot <laughs> like it's a problem like i'm like okay i'm, I'm gonna wake up it's uh it's 6 40 in the morning right now i'll just play Jurassic park till like eight and then i'll start my work day and then i go downstairs and then i'm like all right what time is it it's two o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> oh <laughs> fuck and then my wife's like my turn to play because she's addicted to the game as well and she started at two o'clock in the afternoon and the same day we just were super both addicted to it and i didn't have the heart to tell her like what the time was because it was like it was nearly nine o'clock at night oh she my god so seven hours she didn't like she forgot to cook a batch of food for our dog we were supposed to eat a full english roast that didn't happen <laughs> we had we had we had toast and popcorn to <laughs> supper that night because it was just like so late that we were like fuck it let's just eat toast and popcorn brilliant uh I, I love that so much because it's also the summer as well. It's so fucking light outside yes, that when someone tells you like it's nine p.m., you're like it's <laughs> one o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> the sun is out. Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. Well, um, hopefully you can kick that addiction because I'm worried about you. Oh, uh, as your brother, I'm worried about you. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played at all today, and and I'm I. I, I, you know me, I get hyper-focused on something and I, and I put my all into it and then I just move on from it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you do use and abuse when it comes to that. Type <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> that's, that's how I like to be remembered in this life. <laughs> oh, he used and abused. Everyone and everything. So it's on your tombstone. User and abuser. <laughs> <laughs> microphone abuser <laughs> well i went to go see the new mission impossible um i thought it was good fun uh, i think it's getting a bit more hype than it deserves personally i like the last one uh, a lot more but it was doing new things which for an action movie i appreciate like the villain is something that you didn't expect and took me a while to like settle in on it where i was like oh okay do i like this and as it was going i was like yeah i do like this this is a lot of fun so I thought that was cool. I won't spoil it for anyone. Um, Secret Invasion I've given up on because that is the opposite of doing something new. Uh, it's just boring. It's very, very boring. I didn't even start it. The, the AI intro was enough for me currently to be like, fuck off. Yeah, so I've given up on that. Um, I checked out Ace Ventura because I was like, oh, I haven't seen these in ages and I fucking love these movies as a kid. That guy is the biggest douchebag <laughs> I've ever seen. I was like, this guy's an asshole. Why are people dealing with it? Why is he here? Like, just be like, I'm going to put you in jail if you don't fuck off. He's like grabbing his ass and like talking to people and like being yeah. so ye- yelling over people and just being like trying to be funny all the time. I'm like, like, this guy's a him. prick. 
Don't you think he's like a millennial before millennials? Because he's walking yeah. around with slick back hair, a Hawaiian yeah. shirt on. He's a vegan. Yeah. And like he's just being loudmouthed and opinionated. Like that's And like stripy trousers as well. Like these, like, he's like, I'm not even going to wear jeans. I'm going to wear these like stripy, like, like almost like parachute pants he's wearing and boots. I take the pants. And then he's. And before anybody says anything, I'm a fucking millennial. I was a vegan for a long time. I have slick back hair and I wear Hawaiian shirts. So before you fucking get crazy about it, I'm talking about myself. So <laughs> fuck off. Face Ventura. Fat detective. Ace Ventura. Food detective. I'm like, hi. Surrounded by like various deli meats. <laughs> I found the missing shipment of pizza <laughs> and I ate it. Um, I found it in the form of poo in my toilet because I ate it. <laughs> that security guard's still trying to get in. Let me in! <laughs> I need to go! <laughs> yeah, Ace Ventura is just a dick, man. He really is. I don't like him and I turned it yeah, off. Very tra- and transphobic ending to the first one, right? Yes, yeah. He found Captain Winky. Yeah, like, mm. that's still really bad. Um, so didn't like that very much. And I remember our dad took me to go see the second one because it was, like, rated 15. And yeah. I, I was, like, 8. And I was, or it was rated 12, something like that. And I was like, I really, really want to go. And I remember in being in the cinema, this is, like, one of my earliest memories, watching the second Ace Ventura. And our dad going, oh, oh, God. When he was doing all his jokes and, like, Ugh. and i was so put off i was like you're so, i remember even at eight years old i'm like you are ruining this for me like <laughs> this is comedy this is like i was like this, this is, is funny the peak of comedy and i was like you just don't get it like i remember thinking like oh he's ruining this for me and, and now i watch it and i'm like he was spot on this guy's an absolute <laughs> pain well, in the ass i have a soft spot for the second one there's, there's some funny stuff in it um, there's not i watched it there's definitely not as good as you think i thought it was going to be better than the first to be fair i haven't watched them in 20 years but that one is directed by i can't remember his name it's like steve odenkirk or something like that uh and i have a soft spot in my heart for that guy because he directed kong power into the fist and he made all those movies with his thumbs where it's like st- star oh, thumb yeah and, or thumb, thumb wars there's a bat bat thumb. thumb yeah the the thumb father when I was a 19-year-old stoner, those were the funniest fucking movies to me. And I have very fond memories with my good friend Jeff Powers of us being two young stoners on the sofa giggling away at Thumb Wars because it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And also Kung Bao to the Fist reminds me of my But they're supposed to be so stupid they're funny where Ace Ventura 2 is not. It's like, they were right. big movies. The only scene I liked is when he's coming out of the rhino's butt and like he's like... Yeah, hey, I like, like when he gets... One. When the other spear goes at his other leg and he's like... Ah! the other one yeah you think that's funny i watched it again i was like oh that was not as funny they just i don't know maybe i just wasn't digging it because mm. i was realized i didn't like ace ventura because i i'm basically i'm i'm two years away from being our dad's age when he saw that right because really had, yeah because I, I i was eight and that, that makes him 38 or mm. 37 and i'm 36 so a few years from now would have been the same age. And I was like, I get it. Like, I was watching that. I was like, fuck this guy. Turn this shit off. So it's weird. Um, Th- this year I turned the age um, that my dad was when he had me. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> where's time going? Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, time capsules. How long till you're 40? Soon, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, all right, four years. We'll just read the back of your head and that'll let us know. No, it's not a fucking timeline. Your crown is just like four <laughs> and your other crown is O. No, or it's like a tree, you know how it's got the circle lines? <laughs> it's like gets more it just gets wider in another circle. It's like an onion, it has layers. <laughs> Um, well, time capsules away and going back in time, I watched the movie Five All Goes West, which we watched loads. No, I was never into them. Oh, I really liked it. I really like watching. The animation is really good, um, and I enjoyed it. And it's like a quick 80 minutes, so I was like, oh, that was over. I remember watching the movie and being like, this movie is long. And I watched it the other day, and I was like, you blink and it's over. Like, Holy shit, that was quick. My wife makes fun of me for this all the time, but I didn't really like kids' films as a kid. No, you didn't. You weren't. No. Iron Giant is no, like the only no. exception to that. Yeah, well, that's just a really well-made film. But um, yeah, I didn't like Disney. or I didn't like any of like the Fire Goes Western. All the animation stuff just didn't appeal to me at all in the slightest. No, TV shows like Batman and Spider-Man did. And that was... Of course, because I like superheroes and yeah. especially the Batman show because it was it was adult content. I mean, as we both know as, as hosts of a podcast reviewing both those shows, the people that made both those shows said, I wasn't trying to make a kid's cartoon. Yeah, it's true. And that's yeah, why that's we enjoyed point. that content where, um, yeah, like all the Disney, like Lion King, I can't stand that stuff, man. I just can't. Lion King has I'm not, I'm not, adult stuff in it, though, for me. I'm, like, I'm not a big musical guy either, so like... No, I know like that. All that's, yeah. It's all just a bit, of, a bit cheesy and a bit bit lame for the old <laughs> Will Robson. And look, I'm going to yuck other people's yum. If you love it, power to you. Yeah, no, I, I know. Um, it always reminds me of that Come Fire Me show with David Williams and Matt Lucas. And it's like, why do I like Disney so much? It's probably because I'm a bit thick. <laughs> well, I like fucking Disney. What are you saying, motherfucker? <laughs> well, speaking of Disney, actually, I watched... There's another season of Star Wars Visions, and I quite liked the first Star Wars Visions. That's Is that the one with um, the short story stuff and they do some anime stuff? Yes. So I enjoyed the first season. Not all of the episodes, but I a few of them. I got major franchise fatigue on Star I know Wars, you did. But... So I saw there was a second season. I was like, oh, they're like 10, 15 minute episodes each. I'll chuck that on, see what it's like. There's one done by Ardman Animations. And it looks like Wallace and Gromit really? Star Wars. And it was fun. It was like a... Oh, that new, sounds fun. It was like a new take on podcast racing. No, podcast. Um, podcast po- racing, huh? Pod racing. <laughs> uh, that, if anyone... I'm sure someone has. If there's a Star Wars podcast I've invented a, a new pod racer, Gromit. <laughs> That'd be fun, Wallace and Gromit, like, building their own pod racer. That would be. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so um, it was all right. I enjoyed the Ardman one, but some of them were pretty lame. And that's all I've been putting in my holes. So- oh, I will say that I recently rewatched all of the show Mindhunter, and it was fucking brilliant. And mm. I wish there was another season. Yeah, me too. And they're not going to make it, which sucks. It's a great show. I mean, he still said he might do, but it's just the fact that Netflix was like, uh, it's a bit expensive to make. It's like, f- go fuck yourself. Yeah, it's a good show. It's a good show. Let someone else buy it and make it because we all want to see. Like they've been leading to the uh, what's it, the BTK killer for two seasons. I know, and they're never going to get to him now. And it's just like we don't get to see it now. That's just such a shame. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all we've got time for this week. Join us next time where we'll continue talking all things Batman, the animated series. Until then, I've been Alex Robson. I've been Will Robson. 
And remember that we are a vengeance. We are the night. We are a podcast. Goodbye. Doodles. Goodbye. What you make? A big fat vodka tonic with lemon. Oh, that's my jam. I go, I'm I go lime, but you know. Yeah, I'm a lemon boy. You're a lemon boy. Yeah, yeah. Limes for me. Save that for margaritas, baby. You like bitter though. You're 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 like built for bitter and like dry. That's the type of food. I you know like. it's terrible. I, but I'm using this new mouthwash, and it is bitter as shit, and it's disgusting. Also, oh, I have a question to ask. Yeah, I, you know, I've had, I have a, I have a mouth problem currently. <laughs> it's There's some way sti- too much dick in it. <laughs> so much dick. I've been um. There's, you know, I I I, I floss very regularly, um, and I use like a pronger and stuff like that, and my back left bottom molar. I thought it was just like bad breath, like, whoa, yeah, I really got some gross food out of that one. But it's been like two weeks and it still smells back there. Ugh. And I've never had that ever. And now it's getting to the point where it's like, that doesn't smell like bad breath. That smells like there's a problem. Oh, no. I ain't got, I ain't got no money, so I can't do anything about it currently because we may live in the UK. We have free healthcare, but we don't have free dentistry over here. You're going to have to gonna have to grab a pair of pliers and just yank it out nothing hurts nothing hurts but there's talk about stank back there oh that's anyway, even so... worse somehow because then it doesn't even hurt but you're just walking around with like you know in the last laugh where joker has that stinky barge of garbage <laughs> like that's what your mouth looks like right now not my whole mouth but yes there's a stinky barge of garbage <laughs> in the back of my mouth my mouth is the gotham river or whatever it's called <laughs> my breath stinks <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> it is breath stinks. Really stinks. You it really stinks. Captain Breath. <laughs> um. <laughs> you killed everyone around you. <laughs> <laughs> you killed everyone around you. So I my wife was like, well, there are some over-the-counter mouthwashes that are supposed to pr- like get rid of some stuff. I use mouthwash regularly, but like, you know, a more medicinal one. I was like, all right, well, let's just try that first since I'm not in any pain. So last night I started this like month course. I have to use this rinser. And I, she's like, you need to do it for a minute. So I was doing it. And I, I was like, <laughs> gurgling and all that. And I spat out. And this is where my question is, is after I spat the stuff out, I then rinse my mouth out with water. And she's like, what are you doing? I was like, what? She's like, why did you just rinse your mouth out with water? I was like, because I do that after every single time I use mouthwash. I use mouthwash, I gurgle it, I spit it out, and then I rinse my mouth with water. And she was like, why are you doing that? Why did you do that? So I'm alone on this? What's the point of rinsing? That's what she said. What's the point? Because you want the residual of the, the mouthwash to soak into your teeth and into your gums because that's what it does. But it tastes bad and it hurts. Of course like it does. It, you be- look, you know why I do it? No one's like, oh yeah, your- mouthwash. Oh, I love fucking love it. Well, there probably is weirdos out there, but most people don't. When you brush your teeth, do you wash your mouth out with water afterwards? Yes. 
That's so my brain has always said, do the same thing with mouthwash. But the word wash is in mouthwash. So it's already doing the washing for you. You don't. All right, but do you put fucking soap in your hair and just walk away? No, you rinse it out with water. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think I'm that far fetched here. Well, I mean, maybe there are more people out there that do that, but you do it because you're like, oh, it stings and I don't like it. And it's like, I just did it because I thought that's what. That's what a human being does, but apparently I'm very wrong. Yeah, no. So last night, for the first time ever, I used this medicinal mouthwash, and then I didn't rinse my mouth out with water, and I just have the most gross taste in my mouth constantly. Well, it's medicinal, so it's going to be weird, isn't it? It's... I can't get rid of it, and it's bitter as shit. That's why I brought up this conversation, because it's so bitter. <laughs> and then you're having a bitter drink, a vodka tonic. Vodka tonic's not that bitter. Speaking of well, speaking of teeth, I was just watching Harry Kane on that uh, Hot Ones. Have you seen him on Hot Ones? Yeah, his fucking veneers. Jesus, fucking hell, he's got turkey teeth, doesn't he? Jesus, looks terrible. I know. You know what? As I'm getting, I used to have a couple of teeth that stuck up, but as I've gotten older, they've really like straightened out. (laughs) They're just they're slowly making they're slowly making their way out your mouth. (laughs) Abandoned shit. Oh, God. All right, you ready to do a podcast? Yes. All right. Oh, don't sound excited or anything. Well, what a riveting episode we just watched. Oh, here we go, because um, I think we're going to have a difference of opinion. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Drink conflict. Drink your fucking fucking tonic. Shut the fuck up. Let's do this. 